Hello and welcome to Dvorak Horowitz Unplugged, an hour-long discussion of activity in the financial markets around the world featuring columnist John C. Dvorak and money manager Andrew Horowitz. This conversation is casual and unrehearsed. Let's join John and Andrew now. I'm John C. Dvorak. And I'm Andrew Horowitz. And here we are, uh, first uh, podcast of June on the 7th. So to the seventh. We're officially in summer. Yeah, a couple of days ago, I guess it began. And uh, we talked a few weeks ago about the potential, well, a couple of things, two things. One, we talked a few weeks uh, ago about as we enter into the summer, we enter also into the hurricane season. And that's why I talked about this company called Generac, the generator company. Since then, it's up about 30%, by the way. Okay, that's number one. Second thing is a no agenda, I believe. What day is today? Today is Tuesday. So it must have been. Either Sunday or Thursdays, there was the usual complaining and the usual discussion that Adam screwed up and then you screwed up by pointing and pushing the rain stick in the wrong direction just ever so slightly, which basically flooded out Texas. <laughs> we don't try to, we try not to use that thing. Well, you shouldn't have because what we got here in South Florida was unrelenting rain, mm-hmm. like 10 inches of rain. On Saturday. Well, it's good for the uh, for the fish. Uh, the, it's good the for mosquitoes. The, it's no, it's good for the groundwater. I live at the groundwater. What are you? We we're fine. Yeah, the under the water under the ground. You know, uh, the, the aquifers. Oh, it's, I it's see. Oh, good for the aquifers. The aquifers. I don't know if we have such things down here, but I understand. You're talking about like no, the, you probably don't. We have the Everglades, which are a self cleansing mechanism throughout the whole South Florida. There's a filtration system that has been screwed up by the Army Corps engineers over the years because of all the things they did, but yet trying to be redone. But the big sugar is a big problem also. And the wastewater, how they redirected a lot because the Army Corps of Engineers came in here. What they did was they said, you know, if we do a little bit of a maneuver over here and then over there, we can actually take this swampland out by Lake Okeechobee in that area and make it into an area that's dry enough that it can sustain Good housing, not thinking housing, of, well, farming. No housing too. Uh-huh. Build housing, and what happens is you could see. Don't you ha- have too much housing down there already? We do, but the problem is you could see how the why why all of a sudden we're getting red tides on one side that never had it before, and you could look at the flow that was supposed to go from up north that comes through down and funnels through all the way through the Everglades down south, ten thousand islands, all the way down to the. Um, you know, Miami and South, right, into that whole area. And it cuts it off and it makes a turn to the right, or depending on how you're looking at it, left maybe, and it goes across west to the west coast of Florida and you don't get the same filtration. It's a big problem. Why why are they screwing with the mechanism? Because it's money, big money, in in sugar, in housing, all those things, right? If they don't do it and just have a swamp, swamps don't, who pays taxes on a swamp. Nobody. Yeah. But you can't say the same for housing and sugar. So. Yep. It's all about the taxes. It's, all about it's the always money. about yep. the taxes. All right. Let's talk about what's going on over the last week. Bit of a recap, a warm up. We have to talk this show about last week's crazy. It was the height of what the hell is going on. And there's a lot of little tidbits that are really pretty fascinating by some very big players talking about some very odd items. Very odd. We got monkeypox now is spreading. And guess what? Good news. Now people are masking for monkeypox. Monkeypox? Yes. You have to be in bed with somebody to get monkeypox. But uh, at least you'll have a mask on. They're suggesting that it could be advisable, even though it is not airborne. Oh, brother. Maybe they need a whole body mask. Who is doing this? What states? There's, there's no authoritative absolute yet, but I think there is some suggestion by, let's see, let's see monkey pox masking. There was, I think it was CDC. Let's see. Uh, oh, oh, New York Times. Three hours ago, monkey pox can be airborne. U.S. Oh, CDC yeah. removes the mask recommendation from monkey pox. Monkey pox travel notice to avoid confusion. So the CDC put it on first, then they took it off. 
CDC also raised the monkeypox alert to level two. I don't know what the levels are. Yes, and recommends mass during, yeah, this is June 6th. June 6th at 1.07 p.m. Eastern. CDC raises monkeypox alert to level two, recommends masks during travel. You get your clear choice dental implants. So there you go. Hmm. Uh, Target, the store, revises again today. Today. Uh, even worse, deflationary items uh, that are really coming fast and furious right now because they said they need to get rid of some of these products and they need to dump them on the markets for, dare I say, a discount. Wow. Yeah. So this is exactly what you and I have been talking about. The, the whole yeah, actually, actually, it was exactly what we've been talking yeah, about. Exactly what we've been talking about. So, so turning that inventory, you got to turn it. Mm-hmm. If you don't turn it, it's no good. Right. Uh, Apple, big update. Well, not really. They have an update that they're going to be doing something in the cars, which seems to me to be very distracting with all the different screens they have and the ways you could change it and the dials that you could change and looking at a, a vintage look, uh, oh, of course, all digital. Uh, and looking at your radio and, and all these other things, it looks like this potential to have, you're not allowed to watch TV in a car, but we can't. I don't like it. I think it's distracting. I think it's a bad idea. Yeah. You can, and there's all kinds of little screwball, little things. You get little devices that can actually turn that screen into a TV screen, and, which is even more described. And, I was in a, yeah. yeah, but the thing is also the thing that, that it, it all runs off of your phone. It's Apple CarPlay that all all runs off of your phone. So oh, has, that's different. Okay. So so what's interesting though is exactly what you're talking about, but now the tracking capability of Apple in your from your car is pretty astounding. Because and I can, who does that benefit? I would think that benefits possibly the old oh, are you in the mood for a donut? There's a Dunkin' Donuts coming right around the corner. No lines. It's going to be, of course, for advertising. It has to be. Uh, we have prostitution in the metaverse. That's oh, brother. Yeah, prostitution in the metaverse. You would have. Uh, there's some. This is some things I learned today, which I, I never heard of before. Things like we'll talk about. So, this, but but so, different yeah, fetishes. I was just thinking. So you take a twelve-year-old goes into the twelve-year-old boy goes into the metaverse, a goofball. Mm-hmm. And he decides to dress himself up as a woman, a 21-year-old a prostitute, and goes around uh, propositioning men. Uh, okay. Yeah, it makes nothing but sense. Okay, well, go on and continue with what you were saying. Th- there's some really weird stuff going on with the theory of what could happen sexually in the metaverse. I have a whole piece on that. that we, it's just amazing. Now, in terms of the markets, May ends mixed, but down, generally speaking. Slightly up for some indices, but down. Oil prices are ratcheting higher, even with more supply. And OPEC saying, okay, we'll do something. Saudi Arabia saying, we're going to pump more. But oil reached $119.5 per barrel. Gas prices around the country are skyrocketing. I have $4.99 out my window. There's a gas station right next door. I can look down and just see the sign all the time. Well, you poor baby. Yeah, well, I know. California is approaching $10. Well, not places. really. Yeah, in the Mojave Desert, maybe. Mm. It's running around. Typically, I drove around today. It's running uh, from station to station. And you can get, uh, there are a few places where you can get it, still get it for under six. But generally speaking, it's about $6.80, I'd say, would be kind of the eyeball average. Now, what's going on with your electric bill in California? Are you seeing a significant uptick in your monthly bill? Aside from the fact that it's, um, I don't know if you've done this analysis of, of a year ago comparison, but is there no. anything like that? No? No, no, I don't know. Because uh, Mimi uh, does the bills, does that bill in particular, and never tells me what it is. Uh, I have no idea what my electric bill is at the house or my water bill. No idea. I'm just waiting yeah. for one day to get like, can you believe this? <laughs> you know, yeah, that, and that will happen. Yeah, uh, we have peak inflation. Got to stop using the air yeah. conditioning. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Turn you off got the, the water. heat on all the time. Turn <laughs> off some lights. Yep. Uh, we have peak inflation discussion starting to enter into the vernacular of the talking heads. They've gone from oh, the thought of uh, you know inflation being transitory that was fine to oh my god we have this horrible inflation now to peak inflation. Oh, so. Tesla, Tesla announcing job cuts, then backtracking, spooky markets, 
and I don't know if this phrase has ever been used for him, but this phrase stable genius has been used for former President Trump, right? I'm, I'm, no, he called himself that. Yeah. I'm saying that 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 Elon Musk is an unstable genius. Was that fair? I don't think so. You don't think it's fair? Well, I mean, it's a it's a nice phrase. I I give you that, but I don't see any evidence of this. You don't see he's any, unstable. He's like out of control of any sort. He's, everything looks very plodding and uh, deliberate. So. Could he be an evil genius or a... Ah, that's more like it. Yeah, that's more like it, huh? So maybe not unstable. That's my, that's my thinking. A plotting genius. Because yeah, I'm mean, not plotting with a D, but with a T. Yeah, what is he, what, but what is he doing? I mean, some of the things he does... I think he's just killing time. He's like, uh, <laughs> he's just kind of, he's sitting around bored. They're not, they don't have on a bunch of committees. He's not like some spook. Yeah, we always watch the... I was, Looking up somebody uh, came to my attention and uh, you follow their background. They, they're on a committee, every council on foreign relations, every imaginable committee. They're on committees. They're on boards of directors in London and they're on boards of directors in China and they're writing books and they're doing all these things that no person can do because they're, got, they're all scheduled. They're not doing any of it. They're just scheduled to do all this stuff and the books are being written for them and all the rest. Musk doesn't have that that connection to be a spook to have all these to be busy. So he's sitting around bored. I mean, he does spend an inordinate amount of time tweeting, retweeting, answering tweets, uh, challenging tweets, commenting on tweets. It's it's really quite remarkable. Yeah, he's, he's got way too much time on his hands for a guy that's CEO of a number of companies. It's it's unbelievable. It's like he's more than one person. Hmm. Yeah, but he's not true. I mean, but it's all. Yeah, I, I mean it's within reason. I think you, you tweeting is something you you could be in, on your desk at some at Tesla, and then you just feel like doing a tweet. It's not just that doesn't take away too much from your day. I mean, I know that when I tweet, there are times that I'll just find a piece of information that I'd like to provide. Yeah, whether it's economic about stock or some a replay. Sometimes I'm sitting reading a variety of articles from all sorts of news sources, and I'll say, "Oh my gosh!" And I'll push that, push that, push that. There could be a Two or three, per, three, two or three or four different items that I'll tweet all of a sudden, rapid fire. Then I'll see some remarks and I'll, I'll hit them. Yes, that, it is that's the about problem. It. I I refuse to do even that much. I I tweet the shows when they get released. Once in a while, if I'm really bored, I'll read some tweet. Oh, and I have to maybe give it a favor or something. I don't. I try to minimize everything. Yeah, it's just a waste of time. This that doesn't do any good. It doesn't make any more money. In, you know, unless you're running a pump and dump scheme of some sort. Right. Exactly. So here are the things that happened last week that were pretty fascinating. Since the last time that we met on a Tuesday evening, stocks fell on Friday, last Friday, to cap off their eighth week of losses out of the last nine. For the week, Dow fell point, uh, almost 1%, S&P 1.2, NASDAQ 1%. Um, there was a great amount of momentum from the week prior. Big week. Big, 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 big week. But here's some of the things that happened why maybe markets said, oh, the hell with this. So on Tuesday, I don't think we talked about this last Tuesday. Uh, Jamie Dimon said he saw an economic hurricane on the horizon. I don't think we talked yeah. about this, did we? <laughs> yeah. Did we talk about this? No, he didn't, but I've been hearing about it. Yeah, this economic hurricane. And he and he starts like leaning forward in the seat and 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 giving you almost a hand gesture visual of almost looking, he was like looking out at, and, and putting his hands out. There's a hurricane out there. So it's out there and we don't know if it's going to come towards us or if it's, you know, it's going to do it. It's going to get hit, but, but it's, there is a hurricane. And the question is, where is it going? And how bad is it going to be? And he created this image. And he said that not only that, his, Bank is going to remain conservative in the current environment, and they're doing a variety of things to for loan loss provisions and for certain types of loans they're putting out there. It was, it was like, oh, and Jimmy Diamond, from every time I observed him, has been relatively stable, you know, relatively on the money in terms of not too far over this way, not too far over this way. And now we see like this panic in his eyes like a car crash is about to happen in slow motion and he's watching it 
And it was pretty concerning, I think, for a lot of people who are invested saying, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, no. If it's that bad, we're not going to, I'm not putting up with this. I have people that I know that combining that and then Elon Musk's comments on Friday where he said he had a super bad feeling, man, about the economy. <laughs> super bad, super bad oh, feeling. Super bad feeling. Super okay. bad feeling about the economy and that his company will need to cut approximately 10% of his staff, which was somehow walked back after the fact, which was a little weird. Now he says they're going to be hiring. It's something about the- Make up your mind. Yeah, yeah, really weird, really weird. Then Salesforce came out and posted a solid round of earnings Tuesday after the bell, but the company's outlook was lowered later on due to FX headwinds, and Microsoft then followed and provided a rare pre-announcement, which they don't do. This is like a new thing all of a sudden. Companies are saying, you know what? Let's get this stuff out there. I don't want to hold this back to be a surprise where we get all of a sudden slaughtered when we put out our earnings. Well, they put out this pre-announcement warning that it would miss Q4 results due to the same currency challenges. So now we have the currency excuse. We have the inventory excuse. We have the inflation and price excuse. We have the pandemic. We have the supply chain excuse. We have the weather excuse. So now we are talking about the um, currency excuse. And then that leads me, John, to then a John C. Dvorak flashback quiz. Indeed. What have we talked about for years? What will happen? What will be the commentary when all of a sudden, and what will corporations say in particular about their earnings when we have these currency challenges? Well, what they always say is the weather. That's true. Uh, what's the other ones? There's about three excuses. And I, the weather's the one that keeps coming. I'll give coming you a hint. Mind. I'll give you a hint. The first word is they are... Providing you earnings in constant blank, Const, blank. Oh, constant, yeah, constant dollars con, or yeah, something. Con, constant currency terms. Yeah, constant currency terms. And, I, and by the way, this complaining, <laughs> moaning, and groaning about the currency. Uh, I'm looking at the euro, USD. We have not seen this. This where it's almost it's almost parity. The euro is yep. a buck. Remember when we were doing the show, half the time we're doing the show, the euro is worth a buck 35. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a buck mm -hmm. five. Yeah, I know. Buck six right now, buck six. And the, and the yen is completely out of control. Where, where's the yen? Like 125? 133. It's 33 now. It did, yeah, 133, yeah. Mm -hmm. And the pound is a buck 25. This is the time, by the way, if anyone can go traveling, but unfortunately you can't go traveling because there's all these restrictions. So you can't even take advantage of this. But you could if you wanted to import stuff, I guess. Actually, I did read that you can go to Japan now and under certain circumstances. You have to go with a tour. A you can't go by yourself. You have yourself. to go to chaperone. Yeah, that's no good. <laughs> Screw the Japanese if you got. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. So, uh, so the, so the dollar is strong. And, and so that, now that's important to understand how that impacts, uh, a lot of things. Like, for example, you have a currency like the Euro and those buying dollar based products are going to be a little bit hard pressed to do so. Yeah. It's going to cost them more, but that's the problem with having a strong dollar, which everyone says, Oh, we want a strong dollar. We don't want some weak dollar, but when you have a strong dollar, our products, when we export, cost more. But we do how much export it? We, we take a beating on our exports. Usually. We're, imp we're net importers. This yes. country, the United States of America, is a net importer. Mm -hmm. So, thus, a strong dollar is a good thing for the public. It's... The strong dollar is good because it makes I'm it wrong. No, nah, I mean, the, the the Treasury usually comes out with this whole thing about a strong dollar is in the best interest of our country. Uh, very rarely do they talk it down. Most other countries, like Japan in particular, have always talked down their currency. They prefer because they're next net exporters. Yes, and but now, in fact, if you look at the dollar, the Japanese, the yen, which is 133, this says to me that we can buy Toyotas cheaper. That That is a correct statement. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Yep. Um, so, you know, with that, the, the hope is that as the, if the dollar stays strong, obviously it will. It, there's a lot of reasons why. One of the other reasons why is, and the, and the main reason why the dollar is really 
so strong right now is due to the fact that you have the Fed uh, continually pushing up higher rates, and that is a dollar strengthening item. The, the yeah. rates up, dollar up. That's just what it is. So you can look at any historical reference over over a period of time. That's just one day. But whatever. it's hardly that up. It's not like we're at the rates it was in the seventies. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It's just up a little right. bit. It's five. You know, right. you can get a mortgage for five and a half percent. Right. It's not. It's not killing you. So now we have stampflation. The U.S. Postal Service announced a rate change. I feel like they just did one. That's all they do. Well, that's all they can do. What kind of else? Well, they the, you know that the thing is, if people would just right now go to the post office and buy. That that uh, rate change is not an immediate effect, I don't believe. July tenth. Go buy all the stamps you can, because the stamps you buy at the post office are forever stamps. So the first class mail forever stamps, not anything with a dollar amount on it. Yeah, as long as there's no mon- monetary amount on it, and most of them aren't. If you look at the stamps that are available, all the commemoratives and most of the stamps that they sell, they're forever stamps. They pulled, they tried pulling. I mean, this was a gimmick that they pulled some years back when they came out with these forever stamps. But hell, go buy a hundred bucks worth of forever stamps, and you know, you however long it takes you to use stamps. Most people don't do much mailing, but I, I mean, I've got a drawer full of forever stamps. If you think about it, just for a moment. There's a good investment opportunity right there. If we believe that there's going to be price increases forever. there And there will be. Let's face reality. When's the last time they lowered the price for a first class out mailing? It, Never. Go buy yourself $10,000 worth of forever stamps. Seriously. Yeah, I'm not arguing it. And then you can sell them in the future for X amount more, even if you go with, on a discount. With a small, with a small discount. Are you allowed to trade in stamps? Of course you are. Yeah, Dude, stamp, stamp collectors have been yeah. doing it for decades. I think this is a no-brainer. For those of you that are like, I hate the markets, I hate gold, I hate uh, commodities and all that. Stamps. Yeah, buy $10,000 worth of stamps. Yeah, maybe you'll double your money Just eventually. don't get them wet, whatever you do. <laughs> anyway, here's what's happening here. Letters are going to go from $0.58 cents to $0.60 cents as a table and chart. On the show notes for episode number 609 under dhunplug.com. And by the way, while you're there, if you like this idea or the fact that we talked about getting 9.62% on I-bonds recently, which a lot of people I heard because I got emails all over the place. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. These are things that John and I talk about on a regular basis and why it is so important to continue supporting the show. You can go over to DH Unplugged and you can hit that donate button, which... You're thinking, okay, well, I'll do it later. No, no. Stop what you're doing. Just stop. Go over to the donate button. Because if you do, let's say, $25, do you realize if you buy just a few stamps, if you buy yourself $100 worth of stamps, all you have to have is a 25% increase. We're talking about a 4% or 5% increase just right now on this one. And we're talking about probably multiple over the next number of years. So Yes, the donation pays for itself. Yeah. I mean, come on. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Uh, monkeys. I mentioned this. 550 cases of monkeypox last week. More than 1,000 cases today in 35 countries around the world. Um, what the CDC says now is what's likely happening is an endemic infectious disease from Africa. It's found its way into the social and sexual network and then was greatly aided by a major amplification events like raves in Belgium. So I guess they have these raves in Belgium, then what, they all get on planes and come back and then rub against other people and give it to them? Well, these events rage. Uh, I don't know why people go to them. I mean, besides the fact that they're kind of idiotic to begin with, uh, and they're not good for your ears. Nobody wears ear protection anymore. Now I sound like an old fart. But I've been wearing ear protection since I was uh, in in, uh, in the, my twenties because I always work. I'd work in a lot of actually even in, when I was in high school because I worked in factories and you had to wear ear protection. They made you do it. Right. And uh, people don't understand the importance of that because I know people half my age that can't hear, and my hearing is age appropriate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oh, I, I like that. I like that. My hearing is age appropriate. And My- I say that for I say that for the reason that there's still these, you know, they put these video or I've had this, I played these in uh, in, in large groups. There are sounds that 
you know, you, you can't just, it's got nothing to do with your hearing from loud music or anything, but your hearing can't hear certain louder notes. And those are the little devices they keep out in front of stores and stuff that make this sound that drive teenagers awake because adults just simply can't hear this. Right. You know about that. And uh, except for that, I mean, I, I obviously can't hear that stuff either. And I've tried, but um, I have good, decent hearing. You know, I was thinking about this. My weight is age appropriate. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I got to use that for now on. I like that. I like that. My age, my weight is age appropriate. Well, um, I, I find that, that uh, and I'll tell you one quick story about hearing. My right ear is still partially blown out from an Ozzy Osbourne concert back oh, in the yeah. 80s. You, you, you bitched about this before. Yeah, I got way too close to the speaker. It was a good, oh. good concert, though. It hurts when you, yeah. when you're, yeah. you know, you got to I still have problems some. clearing when I scuba dive in that ear. Oh, geez. Well, Wells Fargo. Sorry. Now, we tagged this, it's got to be years now. It's got to be years that we tagged this whole question that you and I continually ask, why? It's an ever-ending question, why? yeah. Why does anybody do business with this bank? Yeah. Why does anybody, this bank has more, now, either, either. They all do it, but Wells Fargo is the only one that gets caught. Or Wells Fargo really is some bad apples. Now, I'll tell you why. They have a hiring practice that requires recruiters, you know, people that are going and hiring people for various jobs, whether it's tellers or managers, whatever it is in the bank. They, in, they, they, they require them to interview. You have to read this slowly. Require them to interview a diverse pool of candidates. So the problem is that the New York Times reporting that many of these interviews were often fake and conducted after the jobs were filled. Yeah, that's what you do. So that they could say that we did, in fact, go through the interview process with diversity in mind and can prove it because they say, oh, here's a Latino, here's a black, here's a Jew, here's a white guy, here's a woman, here's a, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but how about this? If you if the term was, I'm, I just thought you may have stumbled onto a good term here. You can honestly say, if you if you just interview white people mm -hmm. of a certain ilk and, and, and eliminate the woke and eliminate, you just, you just get your white people. You could always say, oh yeah. Yeah, we, we've interviewed with diversity in mind. Yeah, well. Because it's in mind. It doesn't mean you're trying to get anyone. You don't want diversity. You just It's a, just in mind. Yeah, we're thinking about it. We're, 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 you know, we have, it on, we, have, we have something where we're, we have it in line. But again, they, they're, they're, it's just this constant level of, I, I can't imagine where this all comes from and how it, it, it is so... Uh, Part of the uh, of the culture of this bank to cheat at every freaking level. They're sneaky. They're unbelievable. The good news is, finally, Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway disclosed that it sold all of its remaining shares of the bank in the last week or so. Mm. Remember we asked, well, I mean, this is Warren Buffett loves his company. This is when they were cheating on this and they were doing that. They were stealing money from people's, remember they opening up fake checking accounts, stealing yeah, money and it fees? Was, we had an, a mortgage with them and I went in, I've told this story before, but I'm going to tell it again. So I go into, uh, and they had, to, those, these banks are busy, by the way. I, I bank with different banks and, and Wells Fargo seems to be the most popular amongst the public. The places are packed. And so they have these little cubicles you go in and meet with an officer but to sign some papers or to get some money from something or get them to sign off on something. They go in there and the guy says, is this your uh, uh, primary account, your main bank account here? I said, as far as I know, but, you know, could I could have another 10 you guys set up. I would know nothing about it. And the guy cracked up. That, that was the funniest line he's ever heard. Um, so they have a sense of humor, at least. Ah, maybe they know that something is going on that's not so. No, they all know that was going on, and they don't know what you know what to think of it because yeah. it's just a normal officer in a branch. He's not doing anything. Yeah, but some it seems to be a cultural issue. Like somebody at top is saying, "Hey, listen, whatever you got to do, figure it out. We'll deal with the consequences afterwards." 
and just let, thank you for meeting. Bye. Well, once you figure out what that no one's going to really do anything terrible, right? Because uh, there's no evidence that they ever have or ever will. Well, yeah, then you push it to the limits. Yeah. Now we have peak inflation. This is a discussion that is being brought up by uh, many economists. They are saying that the stock, uh, the shock of, uh, of 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 this inflation, will soon fade as supply blockages. <laughs> What a dog! I have a dog in the studio. How is that? What kind of dog is that? I didn't even know you had a basset dog. hound. It's a basset hound. That makes they, sense. They make nothing but noise constantly. He either wants to go, she wants to go out, or she's—I don't know what she wants. What's her name? She would have uh, uh, Rosie. Let me shoo her and close the door and see what if she starts. I may have to stop tape for a second. Ooh, let her okay, Rosie, nice. Maybe she was sent. You know what? She could have been sent in by Wells Fargo to break up this conversation. <laughs> it is possible. Things like you know, that have Wells happened before. Fargo dog. When we when we used to use Skype and we talked about how bad Skype was, all of a sudden things went weird. Yeah, I know it's a dangerous situation. Mm. Is she now? Is she, is she shooed? No, I didn't do anything. She just wandered off after. Oh. And she's gonna start whining. Just keep going. No. Anyway, so know. peak inflation. This idea that economists now say that the shock is gonna fade and. Supply blockages are going to ease and China's going to open up and energy costs are going to stabilize. And someone now the central bank. Are they smoking over there? Yeah, now they're saying, well, the central bank's in danger of making a big mistake by raising interest rates too aggressively now. And economists at Morgan Stanley are warning that this inventory glut is growing, especially in sectors such as consumer discretionary, which we talked about, Target. Um so now with signs that consumers are growing cautious as interest rate rise, that's now leaving an overhang. Could you imagine if in four months we totally disassembled this inflation monster with only two rate hikes or so and a lot of talking? It'd be amazing. It would be impossible. Impossible, that's true. And but, we, yeah. Stranger things have happened. Right. And Rosie, for example, the dog food that you bought a year ago could have doubled in price now because of the inflation that there is, right? Now, what's interesting to, to note and important to remember, that doubling, and let's say it went from a dollar to two dollars for a yeah, can. And of this food. is your favorite bit. Okay. It's not going down. No. So even if we have zero inflation over the next year. That means prices are going to stay where they are. Yeah. So, yeah, at JIP levels. So all that can happen now is a massive deflationary move, which the Fed will have nothing to do with and not allow. Because once you get into a deflationary spiral, it's much more dangerous than inflation. Yep. Inflation says, oh, my God, prices are going up. I, go, I better go buy some things. My wife says, what are you doing? I like to drink these uh, particular waters. And we have like five cases that came the other day. I'm like, you know what? Price is starting to move and stuff. I'm just buying them from Amazon, just storing up. What do I care? This way I don't get screwed. What water is this? It's Propel. It's kiwi strawberry. Oh, Propel. Like That's good. Yeah, yeah. And uh, somebody's saying, I haven't, lived during inf- I haven't lived during inflation. Of course I have. What are you talking about? Just look at my age. You know I have. I've been. I've lived through inflationary times. I know exactly what it is. The thing is that uh, what you haven't lived through, because I'm older than you, and I I haven't. What are genuine deflationary times? Times like a decade of deflation. We had that in. in we've had it. We well, we had a number of months of it, uh, and then we had it for about two years, and we had it in two thousand a bit to 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 a degree in two thousand two and to two thousand four. We had in 2008 to 2010. 2008 to 2010 was very slightly. The the problem with deflation, and you'll 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 back me up on this, is that people do the opposite of what I just said. They're like, you know, I'll wait till the price comes down a little bit more. Yeah, I know, and I've and I always make a point of pointing out the myth of deflation uh, in regards to the semiconductor industry and high tech. It's in a permanent deflationary uh, market. The price of a computer goes down for considering the power. The power goes up. The price either stays the same or goes down. And this goes on and on. It never ends. Moore's, law, the, is, Moore's law is deflationary. It's Moore's law. It's, more, it's, yeah. it's deflationary. 
Yeah, it's totally deflationary. And we've lived with this since the 60s, I think, or 70s for sure, when the when the computer started, you know, the giant tube could actually probably lived with it since the computer age began in the in the late 40s uh, to this day. And right. it hasn't made it, it it hasn't stopped people from buying machines. Right. That's that is the one thing about deflation, which has never been explained. What that that how part? come it works so well in one market? Why wouldn't oh. it work in all the markets? Because people still have to buy bananas. Well, the difference is, the difference is a chip is actually getting better for lower. It's getting better. There's enhancements. There is greater abilities. A then banana is not getting any better. Then why wouldn't you ba- wait to buy? Chips are always getting better. I'll just, well, buy tomorrow. I won't buy today. Well, that happened with one of our, one of our most famous and favorite computer stories ever, which is called the uh, uh, exactly what you're saying taken to the extreme is the Osborne effect. Right. You know, actually, right. Yeah. I wrote the book on that. Okay. So, so restate it. Literally tell people. Well, Osborne, this is not the first time. This is the second time this happened. This happened with North star before it happened to Osborne, but the Osborne was more famous because it was a bigger market, a bigger company. And it was doing all these things that was getting more attention. Adam had he brought in a new CEO and the guy, I don't know the basis for this was they were bragging about what was coming up. We got a new machine. It's going to be so much better. It's, it's not going to be an incremental change, which is, if you notice as people kind of do it that way. Now uh, we're going to have this great new computer coming out next year. Well, people just stopped buying the old computer. So, well, I can, but this old machine still works. I'll just use it until next. I won't buy a new machine. Uh, I won't upgrade. I won't do anything. I'll just wait. And when, and it collapsed the company. It right. just literally broke the company. Yeah, they had inventory that All was out sales of sales stopped. Yeah, everything stopped. Unbelievable. The Osborne effect. Look that up. It's pretty interesting. Now, they had it. There was a couple of gimmicks that to try to fix this mechanism because other companies need to do this to get attention. And so what they've done, what the latest fix for this Osborne effect is, is you, you make the same announcement, and but if, but you still have to sell your inventory with the inventory came a certificate that would give you the upgrade free. Ah, yes. Smart. So you buy the, the machine, you buy the future machine tomorrow. And then when the new machine came out, you Windows swap does that. Out. Windows says, you know, you're good for an upgrade or for that matter, yeah. Apple, you know, you're always good for an upgrade. Apple does it a little bit differently. It's this software is essentially free. Yes. It's different. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the deflationary forces that are going on right now, though. Target, uh, again, last week warned investors that it's actually today. uh, Well, both times, last week and this week. uh, They warned its investors that profits will take a short-term hit as it marks down unwanted items, cancels orders, and takes aggressive steps to get rid of extra inventory. So aggressive steps to get rid of extra inventory does not mean they're going to throw it out. What it means is that they're going to mark it down. So get ready for sales. It slashed its profit margin expectations for the fiscal second, fiscal second quarter to account for a wave of goods unwinding up deeply discounted or on clearance racks. I love to see this. I'm going to go to Target go and to start Target. shopping. Get over there. I think I'll absolutely read up on what, before you go, read up on where their biggest cuts are. I think they had some. Interesting cuts in the appliance areas. I could use a few things in the appliance areas. You know, yeah. I have, I have a, I have a, my KitchenAid, which I do for meat grinding and for, you know, for, you know, for, for uh, mixing. Oh, you have one of the big, big uh, things that you could, you've got the meat grinder attachment. Yeah. And I can get the pasta attachment, but this is from like 1984. Yeah. You need a new one. It's been forever. Of course, the, I have to say. I have one of those old dogs too, and they tend to, I think they're maybe better than the newer ones. Yeah, I mean, I have a brand new, well, a five-year-old refrigerator that I bought in my kitchen. And the old one that was at the house, when I bought the house, I put in the garage. The old one out there works perfectly. Makes ice cubes really fast. Everything stays cold. This one, you put something in the wrong spot, the eggs freeze, the ice cubes. It could take (laughs) four days to fill up this little bin of ice cubes. Yeah. What brand are we talking about here? Whirlpool. And the oh, really? They're supposed to be fairly decent. KitchenAid, the old KitchenAid is the, the bomb. Uh. Anyway, so check that out. They said, uh, the CEO said, we thought it was prudent for us to be decisive, act quickly, get rid of this, get in front of this, address and optimize our inventory in the second quarter. 
take those actions necessary to remove the excess inventory and set ourselves up to continue to be guest relevant. You know, you can say guest, you can't say customer, guest relevant with our assortment. That's what they said. This is deflationary. Yeah. You know, uh, more deflation. Senior Walmart executive said on Friday that some suppliers have been responding to the largest U.S. retailers' efforts to lower prices despite their own struggles with high inflation, material, and labor costs. So that's another situation that we're going to see. I was in... Uh, I was in Walmart the other day, and man, they have stuff going on. They always have sales, but they have. I mean, it, there's a lot of stuff is piled on the shelves. I was in the storage bin area. Stuff was all over the place. You need storage bins. I needed one. Yes. I was. I was going on a trip, and I wanted to. Now's the time to buy it if there it's on go. sale. Storage bins. Now, what's? I'll give you an example. What's not deflationary? Turkey's annual inflation rate jumped to a 24-year high of, get this, 73.5% in May. Turkey's? Turkey. Well, because Erdogan has this... Are oh, you talking about Turkey? I thought you said the price of turkeys. No, no. Turkey, the, the country. Erdogan says, oh, you're all wrong. Lower yeah, the interest rates. What a character. Lower the interest rates, and that will cure your inflation. Well, so far, so good, not so good. The cost of transportation and food soared 108% and 92% respectfully, oh. respectively over the past year. And uh, this big problem. So there you go. Now, in interesting news out of technology, this is something that I'm sure you're going to be talking about a lot. This uh, latest European rule that was uh, pushed into law today that is going to require that all iPhones and various tablets and cameras have a single mobile charging port. And it all has to be USB Type-C. So by autumn 2024, it's going to be a requirement for all of these. Supposedly going to be able to save European consumers $267 million. How? I, I, I guess because now... We, I, well, assuming that you don't get a charging cord with your device, which Apple doesn't do, but some others do, you'd have to buy it and you'd have to buy, let's say you bought a, a phone uh, and they changed a tablet and a camera and maybe something else. Uh, but those three, you'd have to buy three different cords, I guess they're thinking. This is only going to be one. Now, the problem with only having one is if you want to charge your phone and your tablet at the same time, that's not going to work. And you can the get other, a splitter. Yeah, I suppose. Not really. No, maybe. No. Well, you got to buy a splitter, so that costs money too. Well, but whatever the, the case is, I'm not a big fan of this USB-C. What's wrong with the micro USB or that one, that little thin one? I don't like it. But the Lightning? I, well, so it's the same. I think it's the same plug as the Lightning. But... That the C has got too many pins in it, you know, and there's kind of seems somewhat fragile. I don't like the, the C. The only thing good about it is you can flip it over, and nobody cares. But well, the C is like that. I thought the C was more enclosed. No, the C is was perfectly round. And it's, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like it's and like you can a, turn a it in any way, you can yeah. stick it this way, stick it that way, it doesn't matter. But the thing is, though, this also makes the assumption that USB Type C, which is the I guess one of the newer versions is going to be the particular vessel for things that are going to be uh, in the future. Now, I'm all in favor of having a single cord because it's just, you just take a cord and just shove it into whatever device you have instead of, you know, I got boxes of this stuff and I don't know what some things do. But what happens if we need maybe a stronger something? I guess you have to retrofit it to make the same size, I suppose. I don't know. I don't, I don't, the whole thing seems stupid. These small USB things. I mean, I like the old ones, the big square one, and the, you know, they, they were solid. They when you stuck it in there, it stayed. Ah, I get a microphone. You know, they get these microphones. They got like a little USB connector at the bottom. It's like that small one. It's, little, it's the thing you just rattle it, and the thing gets bent. You probably want to go back to parallel ports, if I know you. No, but that's too many pins. I don't like this many pins. I like the idea of the USB. <laughs> It came out with like five or six pins 
and they uh, it could pretty much put anything over four pins. It could send all kind of all the data that the Centronic port could do. And I always thought that was genius. Now they're adding more pins. Yeah, yeah so I hear you. Pet peeve. Pet yep, peeve. I got you. Um, or or wireless charging. That's another thing. Actually, we have a story about that. We have we have a story about uh, where is that wireless charging story? Oh, wait a minute. It's here somewhere. I can swear it's here somewhere. No, no, no. I thought I put it. Eh. There's a new... Oh, here. The first ever wireless charging road for vehicles, EVs, has been launched in... I think it's Michigan. I want to say it's in Michigan. You have to get out of your car to change a tire and it's raining. I don't know if I'd want to stand on this road. Well, uh, supposedly um, it's only a mile long right now. It's being tested. You have to have an additional battery pack, something to pick up this charging that's embedded inside the road. As you drive over it, it gives you a little boost. Uh, how about just putting overhead wires and then get one of those wands that sticks up like a, like a trolley the car. Trolley cars? And, uh, and it holds onto it and you drive around forever. Yeah, I don't know. How about just using gasoline powered and maybe hybrid? So, but, yeah. And figure out a way to charge as you go. But no, no, no. Can't do that. Uh, Saudi Arabia, I'm not going to talk about them. The scoundrels, they're bumping up the price of oil and pumping more, and they don't care, which is, I don't think they should care because, you know, if they can do it, why not? I mean, I'm not going to, what are you going to be mad at them? That's their, that's their job. That's all they have is oil, for God's sake. What else do they have? Camels? <laughs> I mean, they don't have, what else is the export there? Hmm. Oh, nothing. Chinese ADRs are on the move. Didi shares shot up about 50% yesterday. As oh, the, that's interesting. Yeah, they said, hey, you know, oh, guess what? Uh, we're going to allow Didi to come back on the App Store or whatever they call it over there. And, uh, you know, they cleaned up the rack and stuff. Basically, what they did was they probably finished off whatever payment scam there was. Share shot up about 50%. Also, U.S.-listed Chinese technology stocks really moved pretty, pretty well on Monday also. After this report that regulators in China are concluding this probe, Neo also got a boost. Big day. Big day. Uh, we talked about the unstable genius. All right, everybody's waiting for it. It's it's about time. It's going to take us a few minutes to unpack this. So let's talk about it because I know you're dying to talk about this, which yes. is the metaverse sex. Prostitution. Could... <laughs> the dog doesn't want to hear any about it. <laughs> prostitution hey. could thrive in the metaverse and could allow fantasies that aren't safe or even legal in real life. Now, this is what I had yeah. to look. I had to look some of this stuff up because I had no, I was like, uh, maybe I don't get this. So virtual reality opens up so many exciting possibilities for exploring the more surreal elements of fetish and kink. There are a lot of fetishes they say in this article that are not possible to recreate in life, like giantess fetish. I had to look that up. This is the one that really confused me. Hypnotism fetish or more fast or more fantastical niche desires. So I had to look up this, this, this hypnotism fetish. Have you ever heard of this? No, I don't know any of these things. I, I, I was like, I was like, what? Well, I don't get this. Maybe, maybe it's something I want to do. I'm thinking maybe, I don't know. Maybe a lot, maybe something. Maybe, uh, missing, not. maybe I'm missing something. I don't know. My guess is you're not missing anything. So, but go. It turns out it's a fetish about, almost the equivalent of mind control where someone will be either, let's say, act, you can make them act like a robot, which I guess somebody has a robot fetish, which I don't even want to get into, uh, or has something that an animalistic styling type of fetish. Maybe when they hear the sound of a, a very upset uh, a basset hound that maybe turns them on. I don't know. Something could be happening as we speak. Yeah, it's possible. People could be getting all excited. So this hypno fetish, hypno hypnotism fetish is is the potential of you, you hypnotize somebody and say, okay, sit there, don't move at all. So you're stationary, statuesque type. Uh, yeah, the weird thing. Anyway, in the metaverse, it doesn't matter what you look like, and users even get to choose what they look like. So this could be great for people who feel insecure about how they look when they have sex. So they may choose to utilize the metaverse more, but the concern is now that they could be a significant amount of prostitution. So all that being said- Get out of the house. I don't even understand. Go find a prostitute for God's sake. I don't get it. 
I just am not really understanding the prostitution aspect of it's role-playing ready player one with sex that you have no control. You have control, but you have no physical contact, which means you get no monkey pox in the metaverse, obviously. Well, but there's that. That's the benefit. There's the benefit, right? Is that why we're pushing all this? Uh, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It's to keep people busy, I guess. I don't know. Last couple right. things, and we got we want to talk about the close to the pin. Um, Meta platforms, you know, which is Facebook. The chief operating officer Cheryl Sandberg, whose close partnership with chief executive officer the Zuck uh, is power, which helped power the growth of the world's biggest social network, is now leaving, stepping down the company after fourteen is years. Is there any gossip about this? Yes, what I, have it. I have ah. it. I have it. I have it. Just so happens, if you dig a little further you'll find there's an internal investigation going on about inappropriation okay. of company funds to pay for her wedding. Oh. Which uh, she was- Everyone's open. looking for a business yep. right off. You get, the more money you have, yep. like she's a billionaire. Right, right, exactly. You try to nickel and dime it to death. That's what a creep these people, that's being a creep. Yeah, this is like the, the, the people that are in uh, government how they say, you know what, you're going to be planting those uh, trees around c- a town hall over there. You know what, bring those couple of bushes to my house. Yeah, you use who's a couple gonna, of trees. Who's going to notice? Who's going to notice? And finally, uh, birth rates. We see a major dislocation of what's going on in Japan, where their birth rates have been coming down for years, by the way. Uh, but now recorded a record number, of, low number of births in 2021, prompting the biggest ever natural decline in the population in Japan. There were only 811,000 births last year, the fewest in the health ministry dated going back to 1899. 1899. And deaths climbed to 1.4 million, leading to an overall drop of 625,000 people in population in Japan. Pretty, uh, pretty astounding. Yeah, that's a lot. Let's talk for a second here about um, close to the pin. So we had a variety recently of, uh, I, I would say, some some interesting ones, some ones that, that brought a lot of uh, people in. Uh, we haven't done one in a few weeks. What stock do you think that we should possibly include in the next close to the pin? I mean, we've done Twitter. We've done Tesla. We've done recently did Uranium. Um, is there any... I mean, I think we've done Microsoft several times. A couple of times we've done Apple. Just pick a Chinese stock. I mean, we could just go with Neo, or Neo. I like Neo. Let's go no, with Neo, Neo, which is the electric car company. Yeah, of, that's the um, number one electric car company in the world. That's good. That's good. Neo. Uh, all right. So what we're going to do is uh, next couple of days, watch the site, watch Twitter. There's going to be announcements coming out to put your price guess in for Neo. Uh, you'll have about a week to do so, and then it will close off. And then the following week will come with a price. Whoever actually gets closest to the pin, close to the price of, of Neo on the closing date, will win not only a DH Unplugged T-shirt, but also entry into the Close to the Pin Cup, which happens at the end of the year where there's all sorts of prizes that go on. You get an invitation. Yep. Oh, the invitation, yeah. So... Uh, Go and uh, make sure to donate so that we can keep our T-shirts rolling. We have a new design we're thinking about, too, by the way, adding to the next batch, which look pretty good. Uh, so there we go. All right, let's see what else we have here. Anything else? Crypto scams, last thing. You know, this whole crypto universe, which everybody's so, you know, you got the crypto bros. They're all shot up. It's more than 46,000 people reported losing over a billion dollars in cryptocurrency scams since the start of 2021. We're not talking about like 10 years. We're talking about since 2021. Yeah. Now, I'm sure there's a lot of that on, uh, chunks of that were from uh, various deals that were done, you know, that were um, one-offs. So it wasn't like all these little bitty ones, but still 46,000 people. Nearly half the people reported losing digital currencies in a scam said it started with an ad post or a message on social media platforms. Now, I'll tell you, the biggest deals that go on is somebody replicating your account somehow on, on Twitter and then somehow posting and getting your followers, then reaching out to them with DMs, yeah. posing as you saying, hey, I got a great deal for you. Adam my- Curry has this happening all the time. Yeah, I have it also. I have never had that because everyone knows how I feel. But 
Curry's reported it time and time again to uh, Twitter. They don't care. I get it removed. I was. No, he's removed. not. He's had no luck. He what? had no luck getting an obvious blue check that he des- probably deserved from day one. He's a known guy. He's not like some sort of a just some ran- rando. Yeah. And, there, and so somebody. There's actually a person that I believe unprovable that there's actually a person, a literal person at Twitter who hates him, and they, they. They cut off any, you know, they just hate him. Hmm. It could be. I mean, I I, I, I think that's going to happen at all social media. I saw all social networks. I mean, the whole, I don't know. They should, they should do is something where instead of maybe a check mark, the obvious bots that they know, but they won't do this, by the way. They will not do this. They should put a little, maybe a little yellow circle as a warning. But they won't do that because anybody will know how many real bots there are in this thing. No, there's got to be millions. Loaded. Loaded with them. Loaded with them. All right, let's get to the stock, shall we? Uh, Here we go. This is a game that we play. It's not a solicitation to buy or sell any security. It's not a recommendation of any kind. Nothing on the show should be considered investment advice or a recommendation. If you choose to invest in any of the stocks mentioned, you should know that it may carry risk along with the risk of a loss of principal. You should also seek out professional financial advice for your particular situation. We assume no risk as these are not to be considered recommendations. Horowitz Company, myself, or John C. Dvorak may invest in any of the securities mentioned, and we'll disclose that on the website under the weekly stock picks section. You can go to dhunplugged.com and see all the names we discuss in the segment along with the performance information from the date discussed as well as any additional important disclosures. All right, so you can take the list again. Yeah, I got it. Unfortunately, I just closed the box. You're going to have to do it. Okay, so we got the same names that we know about that have been on there forever. We're not going to really talk about the Medtronic, the FEC Bank Corp doing well. Gold is just not going anywhere. It's like stuck. We're talking about some, uh, the gold pick. The gold, I think, got kicked off, didn't it? Wait a or it went down. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. This can't be the right date for gold. What is happening with that? Why is that gold there that date? Look at that. Why is it so oddly placed? You see what I'm talking about there? We go from, I guess that's right, maybe. I guess it's right. We're talking about 11-4 of 2020. I feel like I picked that afterwards, though, don't you? 11-4 of 20? Yeah, I think so. Oh, 20. Uh, well, it was in recent memory. Yeah. So I'm finally got it open. It said 11-4-20. It's the right episode, number 523. It could have been. It's possible. It's not gone anywhere is the point. It was always above Kellogg. Kellogg was assisted, which is up 16%, I might add. What, what I'm having a problem with here is that the date looks right. The, the, the episode looks right. Nothing's changed here. I got to check on my other chart. It's not gone anywhere in a year and a half. And uh, but, but we had inflation. That was a big issue. Yeah, back and and gold has actually, from that day to this date, I think it's up $200. But it's, it's not gone anywhere, this whole thing. Well, something, something about it. Yep. Uh, what else we got? We got Korea Fund. All the recent on. ones are up. We're, we're back oh, on yeah. a roll. Yeah, back on a big roll. Uh, we got, uh, besides the Cuba but uh, uh, and TPT, but other than that, we have uh, Tesla up uh, 14%, Snap up 18%, Tree Health, whatever the name is, up uh, 8.5%. Uh, DWAC, Digital World Acquisition, up 3.2%. I have one short. I'm going against the grain hard here. I'm going with XLE short. It's it's about time it just takes a little bit of a dip. These yeah. are the energy shares, the Exxons, the Chevrons, which I like those names, but I got to tell you, just it's time for it to take a little breath here. Just a momentary yeah. rest. It's a nice, interesting gamble. Yep. So I'm going to hit that. I got nothing. Oh, boy, that was, that was anticlimactic right there. <laughs> Very. <laughs> I looked at a bunch of stuff and it's like, yeah, I don't know. Yep. All right. Well, um, we will then reconvene next week, which will be already the 14th of the month. We're getting close to that your, the holiday, which you're so, I know you're going to celebrate Juneteenth, which is an exciting. Oh, day. yeah. Juneteenth is coming up. It's coming up around the corner here. So. Uh, well, until then, I, I wish you a, a very uh, a good walk with the dog this evening. And uh, I will see you again uh, next week. All right. See you then. Bye. Okay, bye. You've been listening in on a conversation with John C. Dvorak and Andrew Horowitz. Hope to be with you again soon. Bye-bye. Now, I'm not broke, but badly bent. I'm not down to my last cent, because I got a dollar, but it's my last dollar bill. <laughs> yes, sir. In my pockets, there's a dent. 
All my dough is nearly spent, but I got a dollar, and it's my last dollar bill. Oh, I'd love just one more buck fortune left me by chance. Now here's a hint, I feel like a man. You can hardly tell by a glance. I don't care, no millionaire can give me the ice stack, cause I got a dollar, my last dollar bill. <laughs> Horowitz Company, Inc. is registered as an investment advisor with the state of Florida and conducts business in other states where it is properly registered or is excluded from registration requirements. Registration does not imply any level of skill or training.